another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone. This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the dark crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is your vital essence on all things the Dark Crystal. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. This is part two of the chat that I had with J.M. Lee, um, the author of Tides of the Dark Crystal, and as well as one of the writing, one of the many writing team for the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, uh, which is very awesome. And, you know, it's such an exciting time to be a fan of the Dark Crystal, um, you know, especially this year. I mean, not only with Age of Resistance, but Joe's final sort of book in his four book series, Flames of the Dark Crystal, is due to be released in July, uh, which is really, really cool. And I'm sure there'll probably be a couple other surprises in store for us. Um, Just have to wait and see. Um, so if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I would, you know, highly recommend you, um, give that a listen because, um, you know, I mean, you know, just to follow along with our conversation, um, that we had and, um, and this, this is part two of the podcast, uh, which is a spoiler discussion kind of episode. So if you haven't read Tides of the Dark Crystal or even the other, dark crystal books um i'd highly recommend to you know give them all a read with with shadows of the dark crystal song of the dark crystal and of course tides of the dark crystal as we um go deep into into tides of the dark crystal and uh so much more um and and also we do reveal uh which character's point of view will be in flames of the dark crystal so Sit back, relax, and let's go back to the Podling Village to continue my discussion with Joe. I know, you know, with this book, um, you've introduced uh, a couple of new uh, concepts, uh, sort of to dream fasting, um, with far dreaming and... um, and I think, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll probably will say this now. Um, so we'll probably go and go a little bit deep into um, the spoiler section. So, you know, for any of the for any of the um, listeners that haven't read Tides of the Dark Crystal or any of the previous books, um, I highly recommend, you know, you check them all out and give them all a read um, as we sort of, we'll, we'll, you know, as we're going to get probably a bit deeper now into, you know, the things that occur in, in books, uh, in, in Tides of the Dark Crystal. Um, so I just thought I want to put that out there. Um, yeah. So of course, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're far dreaming and, and dream space. Um, and so, you, you know, I mean like we're far dreaming, that's pretty much, you know, that, um, uh, one of the characters, I think Onika, um, is able to, to do this far dreaming, just sort of, um, sort of seeing the, the visions of the future, 
um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to sort of uh, explore and develop is like, without being too like academic about it, I suppose, is what is dream fasting? Why does it happen? Um, what is kind of what is the mechanism? And, and, and so it, without just being like, we're going to go to dream fasting school and learn all about dream fasting, I kind of like to sort of push dream fasting in a little bit in this direction or a little bit in this direction. So with Naya, for example, she can dream fast with things that are not gelfling, right? Yeah, so like she, and, yeah. Yep. So she can, she can dream fast with, uh, yep. So like, that's like one thing, like, does it always have to be with gelfling? Well, maybe not necessarily, but maybe only in special cases, you know? Um, and so with Annika's far dreaming, one of the things I was thinking about was, well, if we think of time not as linear, is there a reason why we can't dream fast with a future version of ourselves, you know, yeah. like, is that, is that possible? And so, um, there is a scene pretty early on in the book where they meet with Annika, who is one of Tavra's friends and they sort of ask her like, well, what should we do? And she says, well, maybe we should try to see if Thra can give us these answers. And so in a, in a way they're dream fasting into the future, but in another way, I like the idea that maybe, you know, Thra and the crystal are are bigger and f f more far seeing than the gelfling are right so the so most of the far dreaming is actually just in geographical distance so they're able to to see things that happened far away from them um and then there's sort of a breakthrough vision that they receive at the end of this session that sort of seems to exist in the future um and so all of those things are just uh, sort of me exploring what this special Gelfling talent is and how can it be a little bit different or a little bit special or what are its limitations, you know? Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I was coming from that. Um, and the dream space is also sort of a part of that where it's me thinking about, you know, like, I love in the original film when Jen and Kira dream fast for the first time, there's this visual mechanism that we're using to see how they're seeing each other's memories and trying to think of that in terms of like my personal experience or the experience of others. I don't know if you've ever had a psychic experience before, but um, there's definitely a, a, there's a, a feeling of like a presence or like an alternate uh, vibration or an alt alternate plane in a way. And so to like imagine it as being a space where these Gelfling minds can sort of interact with each other, like is this happening in a, in a, like a abstract place and place is a very generic term, right? Like it's not like a, obviously a physical place, but um, just sort of developing um what that looks like, what it feels like, and sort of saying, you know, it's not just Gelfling telepathically shooting each other memories, you know, but, but like, this is something very big. This is something, this is a gift that was given to us by Thra, and Thra is speaking to us, and Thra is allowing us to speak to each other through it, in a way. And what does that all mean, and kind of what what does that 
how does that help us in a way, right? And how and how does that help us reach our own potential? Like, who are we as Gelfling? I guess it's a lot of questions <laughs> that that are all sort of sort of introduced in Tides, and I would say a bit refined in Tides, and then explored more fully in um, the fourth book, Flames of the Dark Crystal. Yes, yeah, and of course, you know, with Dream Space, that was something that. I mean, yeah, described in the book as sort of the world within our world, um, the source of magic and prophecy, and um, and was something of Olga's uh, creation, um, in in that regard. So, um, yeah, 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 it was, yeah, it was really, yeah, really interesting. You know, yeah, abstract sort of, yeah, you know, ideas of, you know, just expanding the dream fasting, um, you know, that we've been seeing over the course of the couple of books and. Um, yeah, just <laughs> going above and beyond, you know, with all these new, new right. ideas, which has been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, that was a big thing, like, you know, in, I think it was in chapter four, um, sort of the big really twist of, um, you know, of, um, of the Chamberlain, you right. know, pretty yep. much <laughs> drinking the essence of, of Mira. And, you know, that was sort of the big part of, you know, all these books, you know, having that as the evidence. And then um, all of a right. sudden that sort of evidence is all gone, you know, and that, uh, that was one of the point. Yeah, I think when I talked earlier is one of the parts where I'm just like put the book down, just thinking, wow, you right, know, that changes right. everything yeah, a little bit. <laughs> one of the things that that's difficult about writing a prequel is that we all know the film, and so it's been an adventure <laughs> trying to trying to. I mean, like you know, yeah. when you're writing when you're writing fiction, you have to make sure that the stakes stay high, right? So Rianne has this vial of essence, and we know that's the proof, right? We know that if he shows that to the All Madra, we know that she'll believe yes, yes. us because she can see the proof. And it's like, well, what would happen if you didn't have that anymore, you know? And so there's sort of there's a lot of those moments where the Gelfling, I think, take a lot for granted and they don't even really know like they're pretty they're kind of innocent right and naive in a lot of ways and sort of um it hurts but in a lot of ways like watching them stumble and fumble so that they can they can no longer rely on the the skexis to to help pick them up anymore right so really making like a situation where these young characters especially young characters right have to deal with the real consequences of what the Skeksis are doing um, and really see for themselves, but where nobody else can see that this has happened, um, just like how ready the Skeksis are to turn on the Gelfling. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, that was definitely, there's a lot of those moments. There's um, there's more of those moments in Flames. And... Uh, you know, nothing is, especially when it's, when it's something huge like this, it's not easy. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, as a writer, I, I take delights to a certain extent <laughs> in, in writing those scenes. Um, yeah. <laughs> because if you can surprise people, yeah. that's, you know, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and I mean, you know, it happened, especially with, with book two. I mean, uh, the whole, you know, with um, Tavra being, uh, you know, right. <laughs> controlled by a spider um, with Krachik and, and that whole sort of transformation, you know, having the the mind of Tavra, you know, put into the body of the spider, you know, for her to sort of continue right. to sort of, you know, to live on. Um, that was like a big, you know, yeah, <laughs> one of those big... Well, yeah. I think I mentioned too, I mean, like, especially with the Dark Crystal, this is supposed to be like 
different, right? We're supposed to be exploring just sort of strange things. And I, when I originally wrote the outline with Topra, I was like, I don't know if anybody else is going to go for this, but I'm going to, I'm going to try it. You know, and everybody was like, this is so weird and so good. So, um, whatever, you know, there's always these moments where I'm writing and I'm like, well, I could do this or I could do this really bizarre thing. (laughs) We'll just try it. You know, and inevitably it's, it's the really strange stuff that's sort of like, you know, ends up being some of my, my favorite. Yeah. And, and, and memorable in some way, you know, cause it's like, you know, just the moments you just don't think about and that, you know, yeah. Especially, you know, with her being, you know, the spider and then, and with chapter four, you know, with, um, the Chamberlain drinking, you know, the essence of, you know, of Mira, who of course is, you know, Rian's, um, sort of love interest in, in, in a way, uh, was, was sort of very devastating for him. Um, and, um, and, and, and uh, well, yeah. it was like it was for the second time, right? Like he, in book two, we find out that he saw her get drained from when he, when he dreamed fast with Kylan. And so he went through that at that time and then to see it again, you know, is very traumatic. Um, but in another way too, I, I think that, you know, there's always this question, well, you're writing YA, you know, is it for... What, what is the age, you know, how, how old is the reader who's reading these books? And one of the things that I, I don't think that the original film didn't pull its punches. I mean, there's some pretty disturbing oh, yeah, stuff in yeah. there. And um, as we'll all agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, so scenes like that are also like important, I think, because it's establishing you know, there are real, there are real costs in this world. And there are, the Skeksis are, they're kind of funny sometimes, but like not all the time. And, and actually most of the time they're pretty scary. And when they, when they want to get you, like they're not going to pause. So, yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you know, when I was like, I've actually just started reading the, the novelization. It's been one of those things I've been meaning to read for such a long time. And I'm, you know, this year I'm sort of, I'm going to get deep into it, you know, this year to, to, you know, to read that on top of, you know, with World of the Dark Crystal as well. Um, that's another book I've been meaning to read, but um, always get distracted by the pictures every time I open up <laughs> the book. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, I'm meant to read this as well. Um, so that's one of those things I'm going to, you know, definitely do this year. And, and even like, you know, in the novelization um, that, yeah, I mean, especially like, like with Skektek, for example, he's just really like, you know, disturbing, like, you know, not only, you know, that we see with um, Galfling essence and stuff, but, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, he does, you know, besides those things. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of disturbing. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, there are definitely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's all you can say. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, like I really liked um, all, all the twists. Um, and, and of course, you know, one of the big things uh, I think, that you're sort of able to do um, is introduce um, Bria um, into the story with um, Tides of the Dark Crystal. Um, so how's that been like sort of, you know, being t- able to in- incorporate, you know, all these um, pieces, you know, that, you know, will, you know, eventually lead on with Age of Resistance, you know, we- we've incorporating like her character. Um, it's fun. I mean, I mean, like one of the things that I really love doing with the books is to add Easter eggs, um, you know? And so what was fascinating is that I did not know when I knew obviously that Brea had been 
mentioned in Tides of the Dark Crystal because I wrote it. But yes, yeah. um, I, I did not know that the announcement about the uh, the series was going to be so close to the book coming out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that, that too. Yeah. So. I was when the announcement came out, I was like, oh, man, people are going to now that the announcement is out, they're going to log these three names, the only three names that they have given. And when they read the book in like whatever chapter it is, four or five, people are going to recognize her name. So that was very exciting, actually. I was like, "Okay," because otherwise. So basically, for the context, there's this dream fasting sequence and um, Tavra sees her sisters talking to her mother, the Almadra. One of the sisters is Brea. And, um, so it's this, it's this scene that's more about Tavra and more about the state of the Gelfling at that time. But because the Age of Resistance announcement happened like a week, I think, a week yeah, and a half yeah. <laughs> before yeah. the book came out, I was like, this is great. Now people will like log, they'll clock that name. Right. Yeah. So that was really fun. Actually, that was, that was a, that was something that I didn't expect, but that I think was really cool. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I mean, you could have been in a situation where it's like, yeah, they didn't announce anything. And then it's like, you know, that readers yeah. just, just, just happened to come across Bria, you know, while reading the book, you know, when the show's out, but it was actually, it was kind of cool to actually, you know, sort of have a sort of, you know, you know, the timing no, was great. Yeah, just the timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just knowing who, you know, Bria is and then we can backtrack and like, oh, okay, that, that, that was pretty cool. So, right. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and of course, you know, yeah, a lot of fans, you know, we're just so excited to see, you know, all these adventures of Ryan, Bria and, and Deet and, um, and, and, but, you know, we'll definitely, um, I mean, probably one of the other things is, um, you know, going to get into more spoilery now, <laughs> um, which, which, I mean, it was, was about the, the death of the, um, old Mordra, um, Mayan, um, mm-hmm. like for me, that, that was, that was another big surprise that sort of happened. Um, and, and sort of like, I mean, when you make decisions about, you know, who, you know, who lives or who dies and all that kind of stuff, like, how do you decide about all that? Was that something that, you know, you sort of thought you know to to do this to sort of you know can you know expand the story about now that the old mordra's part you know has died and um you know just another drastic change i guess with the gelfling clans or you know especially with you know the vapor of you know of hurrah um right and all that yeah so yeah and i mean i always knew that book three was going to be the book where like you know crap hits the fan right like this is the book where like it gets real here and um through book one and book two and even book three it is naya and her friends goal they're like if we can just get to the all madra she'll she'll just fix this it'll be yeah, fine yes, we'll, just, yeah. we'll get to her we'll show her the vial okay the vial's gone but you know what we still have the each old other yeah. <laughs> we still have our memories we're just gonna yeah. we just gotta keep going we'll yeah. get to the all madra and she'll fix our problems right so like there's that that expectation that it'll just be fine. And I think that one of the things about this story is that in a lot of ways, it's like not fine, right? <laughs> so I kind of, it was very important to me in, you know, every iteration from the very beginning that, you know, sort of that safety net gets steadily and surely removed from these young characters who really have to, I mean, this is about change. This is about revolution in a lot of ways, right? How yeah. do we... How do we change the way that we have been for thousands of trine? And um, uh, so that moment is the 
I mean, there's plenty of Game of Thrones moments like that, I guess. Yeah, of course, <laughs> but, yeah. Almost every episode has got, right. you know, something that goes down. It's like, oh, God. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, especially since, um, especially since it's been their goal for so long. I didn't, well, first of all, if she hadn't died, what would have happened? They, like, you know, like, what, like, where would that story have gone? And so um, that's just one of those things where it's like, nope, you need to figure this out. Things have to change. Things must change or else this will keep happening. Mm. Um, and yeah. that was just sort of that sobering moment. Uh, and I mean, like, as far as <laughs> when you ask, like, why, why do you, you know, what, how do you choose which characters have to die? And there's this joke in the Y, the YA community, you know, well, you gotta, you have to kill all of the adults <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so that the teenagers have to solve their own problems. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, and, but also it's um. I mean, I, I guess that's the thing. You know, you don't want the whole story to be a bit predictable. I guess you know that we're sort of leading into you know books one and two that the whole thing was yeah getting to Hurrah and and telling the all Mordra. and so you know having them reaching all Mo- to reaching to Hurrah and you know not be able to make it in time essentially just yeah it's like such a a drastic change um into the story. Um, and I think that was, uh, yeah, that was was really interesting. And I think, you know, it's just more interesting. Yeah. I mean, with, you know, Saladonna, one of the sisters, uh, Bria's sister, you know, the mother, the daughter of the Ormadra, you know, sort of taking place and, and now, you know, her, she had, you know, she, she sort of sides with the Skeksis a lot more and, and Bria doesn't. And, um, so sort of like that sort of dynamic that, you know, just adds another level, um, right. Yeah. Well, as well with Tavra, right? So Tavra's sister is Bray and Saladon, and then Tavra is the daughter of the Almadra, which has been sort of, uh, I imagined, I really I really liked also how Tavra's character was affected by sort of what went down. And one of my favorite moments in the books is kind of near the end where Naya is like, well, Tavra, you should be the Almadra. Yeah, of course. But then, yeah, yeah. you know, thing, things have happened to Tavra that kind of make that difficult, you know, and sort of this idea that like, well, I, it's this, it's sort of that yearning feeling of like, I wish I could fix these things, but they are, they just feel so overwhelming that I don't even know how to, to start that in a way. Um, and that's sort of the, the feeling of like when things start to change and your safety net gets, you know, the rug is pulled out from under you and sort of where do you go? And, and then it kind of causes the characters to really reach inside themselves and find their inner strength that they can get through it. They can do it. They can endure. They can, you know, resist. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I mean, like, you know, as we sort of get to, you know, with the end of um, book three, sort of actually sort of ha- ends in a bit of a, sort of a cliffhanger like i, I know like the first, the <laughs> first like two books yeah yeah i mean i mean the first two books sort of you know they, they always had sort of you know sort of a bit of closure in, in some regard but um yeah i mean the end of the third one um with all our sort of main heroes um stuck inside um uh Skeksa's big ship with Skeksar and though i mean of course you know naya has somehow escaped and all that kind of stuff um so i i just can't you know you know, after re- getting to the end of the book, I was just like, just I just can't wait to see what happens <laughs> well, luckily next. You don't yeah. have to wait a full year for the next one. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, which <laughs> which um you know with Flames of the Dark Crystal is due to be released, I think July the twenty third of this year. So yeah, it's not yep. not not too see long you. of a wait. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, I mean, how's everything been going? Like with with um you know with book book four, like 
um, for you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I <laughs> it just seemed like it seemed like I would never get to the point where I was working on this book, and it definitely never felt like I would ever get to the point where I had finished the manuscript. You know, um, and uh, it. You know, try not to psych myself out because that doesn't help anybody. But um, there's definitely stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, well, I got to make a list of all of the things that I have, like all these questions that I've asked and make sure that, <laughs> like, you know, um, and, and sort of make sure that, you know, it's a good book by itself. Make sure that, you know, it's fun and it has the same tone, but at the same time, the stakes are higher. Um, these these characters have changed a lot, and uh, sort of just to make sure that I follow through. Um, but yeah, I I actually when I finished the the book four manuscript, I looked at it and I was like, I feel like I feel really good about this. Yeah, so that's awesome. Um, yeah. Which normally when I finish a manuscript, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly. <laughs> and then you revise, and then you revise, then you revise. I'm like, course, oh, yeah. okay, now now it's fine. But um, yeah, I finished I finished the fourth manuscript and I, I felt pretty good about it. So I, I can only hope that that means that by the time, you know, the revisions are all locked down, that it is the finale that uh, I wanted to write and that people want to read. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, no, like I'm, I'm very excited just to, um, you know, get into Flames of the Dark Crystal um when it comes out and um and of course you know being able to chat to you you know again you know absolutely on, on flames <laughs> right. and, and i'm sure i'll be chatting to you again you know once um age of resistance is out um because i know there'd be you know so many stories that we could you know talk about you know with the show and all behind the scenes stuff and all that kind of thing um so i mean is there anything that you can reveal about book four i mean i mean probably one of the things i'm i'm really curious about is uh, of course in each book you've had um, a, a point of view of each characters. Um, as I said earlier in the show with with Naya, Kylan, uh, Amory, and I mean, you know, is that something you're able to reveal a bit? Who will be the point of view for um, for Flames of the Dark Crystal? Yes, actually, um, book four is from Naya's perspective, so I'm really excited to go back to. Um, it's it's definitely a sort of a book about. Um, trying to go home, trying mm. to go back to where you came from and finding out that things have really, really changed. Um, and so Naya, uh, you know, we haven't read from her perspective since book one, and she has changed a lot in, in the books two and book three. So um, I really, really love uh, who she uh, has become and then who we get to see her grow into by by kind of the finale of book four so really excited to share that um and i just i've really fallen in love with all the characters and it's just been a really um a fun uh, experience as far as writing and kind of re-experiencing this in the finale to kind of in a lot of ways revisit things that um that we saw in book one but to see them and how they have changed and how the world really has changed yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like the story sort of started with her in a way. So I guess it makes you make yeah sense of, yeah, going back to her point of view of the story and, um, you know, yeah, to, to wrap up, you know, your, your book series of books that you've been working on for, for a very long time, for, you know, five <laughs> years almost. Um, right. It's, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been quite, quite a journey and, um, yeah, I just, you know, for myself, I just can't wait to, uh, to read the fourth book and, um, 
I, I think, you Great. know, 2019 is going to be a, an amazing year for the Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. There's going to be... There's going to be so much stuff. That's going to be yeah. so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, Joe, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming back on the show to chat about Tides of the Dark Crystal. Um, how can listeners uh, find uh, more about yourself, you know, uh, online or, or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, I'm most active on, well, I mean, recently I've been working, so yeah, <laughs> my Twitter's course, been pretty yeah. quiet. Um, but you can visit me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Joeyverse, J-O-E-Y-V-E-R-S-E. Um, I'm also, I post news updates on Facebook um, and uh, same handle there. Otherwise, uh, you can get all of this information and more at joeyverse.com. Excellent. Cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Oh, thanks for having me. You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber! So that's all the time I have for this episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can... Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Dark Crystal Pod and on Instagram at Dark Crystal Podcast. If you like the podcast and you think that others would love it too, then please spread the word about it. And if you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or even on Facebook, uh, greatly appreciate it. And if you're actually watching this on video on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit like and hit the subscribe button. And then also hit that bell notification button to be notified of our future videos from Trial by Stone. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.